You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. So I am usually doing interviews on the podcast, as you know, as you've been listening. But I ended up doing an interview on YouTube with this guy named Andrew Tate, who maybe you've heard of. He's very new in the YouTube scene. And the reason why I did it on the YouTubes is because he's on YouTube. But of course, I don't want to leave my podcast listeners hanging. So what have I done? I have extracted the audio from that interview and I put it here. If you want, you can check it out on YouTube as well. But there's nothing crazy to see. It's just me and him kind of talking. But if you want to see what he looks like or his vibe, you can check it out on my YouTube channel. But either way, I've extracted the audio for you to listen to it today. And Andrew's a very interesting guy, really speaks his mind, uh, does not hold back, completely uncensored. I really appreciate people who have different point of views, different opinions. And there's some really good stuff that he said on here. I don't know how much I agree with every single thing he talks about, but a lot of the stuff I do, especially when we're talking about becoming a valuable man. And I think that some of the gems in our interview are really going to help you a lot in terms of meeting and attracting more women into your life, which is why I have it for you today. If attracting more women into your life has proven to be difficult for you, and this is something that you need help with, and you don't want to struggle anymore doing it by yourself, then I highly, highly recommend that you go to coachedbytrip.com where you can apply for a coaching spot with me one-on-one. I just got a few new clients over the past week who are really excited and ready to take charge. So if you're listening, I can't wait to work with you. These are guys who have basically you know, said, hey, I've gone as far as I can go and now I need the help. And I even talked to a guy who said, listen, I want to get to the point where it's effortless for me to go up and attract a girl and talk to her and make it work for me. And I don't want to wait that long to be able to get this part of my life handled. I work with guys in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. And it doesn't matter, you know, as long as you're over 18, doesn't matter what age you are. If this is something that you want help with in your life, you want an active dating life, you want to find someone to settle down with, or you just want to have fun and be casual for a while and have casual relationships, that's fine too. We're going to help you do that. So make sure you apply today. There's only limited spots available. And yes, that is the truth. I only have a certain amount of people that I work with at any given time so I can give everyone the attention that they need. So go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. And here is the interview with Andrew Tate. Enjoy. All right. Looks like we're live. What's going on? Trip Kramer here from tripadvice.com. I got a special interview. You know, I haven't done one of these in a while where I interview someone and we do this live here on YouTube, but I got someone all the way. Where are you, man? Where are you located right now? I'm in Bucharest, Romania. I'm far away, bro. Far you're, away. You're far away. So it's like 10.30, 10.45 where you're at right now. Yep. Damn. Cool, man. Well, listen, I don't know uh, if anyone here knows who you are. I know you're kind of, I'd like to say up and coming. I mean, you got 20,000 subscribers at this point on YouTube. So when did you start your YouTube channel? Not too long. I think maybe about 10 months ago. My problem was I, I think I got 
hyper political a bit too quick and ended up shadow banned and getting a bunch of strikes and all sorts of things. So I don't know if I'm ever going to grow or how long I'll be around for. <laughs> I, we'll see what happens. Wait, so your channel got banned? No, I didn't get banned. I got some strikes and then um, I got banned. I've been banned from Twitter like seven times and I'm a firm believer in the whole shadow banning thing. I've realized sometimes if you speak about the wrong subjects or you say the wrong things, you just you just never seem to grow at all. So interesting. I don't know. Like what so what what did you talk about that you think got you in trouble? Uh, I, I, loads of stuff. I mean, I'm I'm not too too political, but like I'm anti Western world in some ways. Like I used to live in London, and London's got a bunch of problems now. And I commented on some things and. Some of my views are seen as extreme, not even politically, even in the male-female dynamic, things I've, I've said or say are seen as extreme. They're certainly extreme enough to get banned from Twitter. I don't know why, but yeah, so I think I'm in the naughty corner. Maybe oh. I'll just stay in this, this corner of the internet for, you know, for a while. We'll see how it goes. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Well, at least we got you an interview here. And I'm, I hope this channel doesn't get banned. <laughs> I'm going to get you in trouble, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's all good. Just a little quick test. Anyone out there... Uh, just because we're testing some new tech right now. Can you hear all of us? Is anyone, is it all coming in clear? Is it any massive echoes? So anyone who's watching, give us the uh, the lowdown if you can hear us all. It is the afternoon, so we only have a few people. But I guess we'll hear in a bit. All right, so real quick, if people want to find you, what is yeah. your YouTube channel? Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my YouTube channel is Tate Speech, T-A-T-E, which is a play on hate speech. So Tate Speech is where you're going to find me on YouTube. And then uh, my only other reliable platform is Instagram at Cobra Tate. Twitter disappears too often. And I've got CobraTate.com. So I've got a few things. I've got a few things going on. Um, if you look me up, you'll find me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here in the dark, dark corners. I'm around. Okay, got it. Got it. All right. Looks like everyone can hear us. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. Don't worry about talking loud. That Talk how you want to talk and and we'll get you all turned up. Okay, cool, man. So why don't you just give us a little introduction to who you are for guys who don't know you. Uh, yep. What's your history? How did you get into what you got into? Give yep. us some of that. Okay. So Andrew Tate, I'm a retired kickboxing world champion, four-time world champion. I ended up in the whole male-female dating space kind of on accident. For four years, I ran a webcam studio, which people find very interesting. I had naked girls sitting on the internet talking to guys, and they all worked for me. So I guess in many ways, I was a digital pimp. So when I joined Twitter and these kind of things after Trump's election, I kind of jumped on Twitter and the internet, and everyone's like, you do what? That's weird. And they're like, well, you must know a thing or two about girls. We've never seen females or male-female dynamics approach from this particular angle before. And that's kind of how I ended up here. So, so you don't like? Do you do that still? I recently, I have three girls who still work for me, but it's it's not my it's not like it was before. Before I had a very very large company. At some point, over 40, 50 girls working for me at a time. So, um, what what made you, you slow it down? I was making a lot of money, but it was a lot of headache. And then uh, I've invested in a few other businesses. I own casinos now in Romania. The only thing better than titties is gambling. So it makes me more money. So I just don't have the time to deal with all the girls like I did before because it's it's a full-time job. It's a headache. And everyone thinks like you're living like Dan Bilzerian, but really you're dealing with arguments over makeup remover and, and screaming, crying girls. So oh, it's, it's, yeah, how's oh, it sound? Man. Well, that's interesting. Well, what are some things you think you learned about women from Bro, running this campaign? <laughs> I learned a whole bunch. Well, you better be succinct because we only have about 30 minutes, but hit hit us. A whole bunch about women and a whole bunch about men. I, I learned about a lot of things. I mean, I guess I never really intended on being a, 
I have a lot of hate on the internet. A lot of guys say that I'm a pimp and I exploit girls. And then some other guys understand it from my angle. And that's, I've never forced anyone to do anything they don't want to do. And that the girls are sitting on a computer. No one's fucking them. They're sitting on a computer. They're getting paid. Just like if they were sitting in any other job and getting paid, they just haven't got the top on. So really it was a job. I kind of got started where I had two or three beautiful girlfriends from fighting all around the world. I was fighting and I had some beautiful girls and I, I was kind of thinking in my head, well, can I open a strip club? Will I make money with a strip club? But at the time, I didn't have money to invest in a strip club. And while I was doing my research, I discovered this whole webcam thing because I didn't even know it existed. I thought, ah, pretty girls can sit on computers and make money. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, went from there and ended up having a bit of a cam empire. At one point, I was doing half a million a month profit. So yeah, it got big. And and that was it, really. I I, I never really... It was but, never not worth, but not worth half a million a month, you're saying. The headache was too big for half a million a month. The thing is this. You must have hated it. It must have gotten really bad. When you're working with women, women are highly unpredictable. And women are not money motivated. So I got to a point where the only way you can really get the women to work for you, you have two choices. You either try and convince them into some kind of business arrangement, which doesn't work long term because women are emotional. You get girls who are in love with you and do it because they love you and they want to do as you say and be around you. So you say women aren't money motivated. What would motivate them? Women are absolutely and utterly motivated by fun and attention. Those two things. If you can give a woman, if a woman has a lot of attention and a lot of fun in her life, she's uninterested in anything else. So when I say women aren't money motivated, what I mean is they don't want to make their own money. And I know this from experience. If I had a girl who would sit down and make, let's say, $1,000 in two hours, I'd sit and think, okay, you can make $10,000 a week. She'd think, I only have to work two hours and have the rest of the week off. They have a completely different attitude towards being rich. They want a rich man because they want fun. But they don't want to have their own money or pay for things. They don't, they don't care. They just want fun to be facilitated. They, they're uninterested in the cost of anything. Yeah, I, I, I've done this many times with very many beautiful girls. I've been on boats in Dubai with supermodels. I've, I've had girls in my Lamborghini. I've done because I've got a bit of money, and I've said to them, "How much do you think this costs?" They don't even know. They don't even know how much a Lambo costs. They don't know how much a boat costs. They don't know how much the dinner is. They don't know that the table in the club is five grand. They they have no concept of money in the way a man has concept of money because it's just provided for them at the top at their top level. They have no idea what money even is. So you're saying women who are going after guys with money. They're not really going after the money. You're saying they're going after the fun. Absolutely. They're not going after the cash. They're going after what the money provides. Right. So they're going after a guy who has the ability to take a time off work to go skiing. They're going after a guy who has the ability to fix their problems if they have a problem. They have the, they're going after a guy who has status or is high power or someone that makes them feel important standing next to. They don't actually care about what's in the bank or how much you spend. And we've seen this time and time again. You can well, look what about at the security of- aspect? You know that aspect where you know, women want the security? Because we're just talking about the fun. So you think yeah. they don't care about security? No, I don't think so at all. Because like, you can look at some very, very wealthy men that are getting destroyed in divorce courts. The richest man in the world just got destroyed. And you can look at guys who are unable to provide security, but they give a girl lots of fun, like the gardener who's, who's banging the old rich wife. So I think women are just completely and utterly motivated by their emotions. And if you can spike an emotion in them one way or another, then you're going to have, you're going to be able to affect her in in a positive way. I think even, I've said this time and time again, even if a woman hates you, you're in a better position than if she's apathetic towards you. Women are generally apathetic towards men. They ignore men. They don't answer their messages. They don't care about anything. If you can get any emotion out of a girl, even if it's hate, you're going to be all right. Like I have plenty of girls I sleep with who I'm sure hate me. But, so you know, they'll, they'll pay more attention to you when you can bring out more of a um, more of an intense emotion. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't 
matter what the emotion is. Exactly. As long you as it's not boring. As long as it's not lack of emotion, which is what would be like boring. You can do anything you want to a woman except bore her. And this is absolutely a fact of life. You look at these girls who stay in these abusive relationships. I'm not going to say anything crazy, but it's true. Why do they stay so long? Because I don't, I don't buy that. I was forced to stay for 10 years. You were at the grocery store every day. You could have called the police anytime. Why did you stay for 10 years? Well, maybe it's sick. Maybe there's something wrong with you and there's something wrong with him. But one way or another, there is some kind of emotional response there that you were enjoying. The, the extreme jealousy or the fact that he was so obsessed with you. or There's something about certain toxic relationships that even women enjoy. This is the reality of, of nature, of human nature. And if you can provoke an emotion in a female, no matter what it is, and I'm not saying it's easy to do, but if you can provoke an emotion, you're always going to be better than if she's bored or you, you provoke no emotion. That's when she's going to absolutely and utterly disappear. What would you so say I, for a guy who doesn't have who doesn't have money to do fun, crazy, wild money. things? You don't need money. The idea that you need money is is complete is a complete fallacy. I'll tell you this now because I, I got rich relatively quickly. I, I was completely broke. And then I became a world champion fighter. And then I had this cam business. So I, in the space of four years, I went from earning a couple grand a month to hundreds of thousands a month. So I got rich very fast. And I can tell you that it makes pretty much no difference. In fact, if you make too much money, it can be detrimental because then girl, then you have the problem where you're sitting there on dates with girls and they're like, there's no way this guy would ever want to be a boyfriend to me. He just wants to use me. He has a Lambo. He has this girl. He's here. He's there. So it can be detrimental. You don't need money. You need the ability to provoke emotion. Now, if you have money in the bank, that's a bit easier. It's a bit easier to provoke emotion if you can say, let's go Disneyland tomorrow. But it's not about the money. It's about the, the spontaneity. It's about the for provoking the emotion. This is why girls like funny guys, because it makes them laugh. You know, it's provoking an emotion out of them. This is all it really is. I mean, cash makes that a bit easier, but I don't think women in the Western world anyway, in Eastern Europe is a bit different, but in the Western world, I don't think women really often in the club when they're about to bang a guy, give a shit if he can provide security for their kids. I really don't think it crosses their mind whatsoever. I mean, what, I don't think maybe not in that does. case. But what about for the long term? What about the you know the girls who are on dating apps, who are looking for their man, who are on the Match. dot coms and all that stuff, who are looking for a relationship? How does how, how does that work in that sense? There's this in the red pill Twitter. There's this view of women that they're ultra hyper and that you know they're they're going to chase the best they can get, it, et cetera, et cetera. In my experience, if a woman can see you have ambition and you're genuinely pushing hard, then sh then she'll be fine. Now, what a woman doesn't want is a guy who's in X place and isn't trying to get anywhere else. But when I was a struggling fighter and I couldn't pay the rent, I was banging girls left, right, and center. And, and they, were loving, they were loving me and they were loyal to me. Because, because they, why? They, I, I think it's just because they could see I had drive and they knew they saw I was a safe bet and I was going to get somewhere and they respected me. This is the basic dynamic of, of male females. If a woman respects you, she wants to have sex with you. It doesn't matter if a woman likes you. When I said earlier, women hate me. I have women who dislike me, but they respect me. And this is the thing. You see it all the time in relationships. Oh, me and my wife, we love each other, but we have problems in the bedroom. Yeah, because she loves you, but she doesn't respect you. She doesn't want to get fucked by a guy she doesn't respect. Mm. So how can you provoke respect from a woman? Well, money is one way of doing it because money provokes respect from the world. But they respected me anyway because I was a, a dedicated individual who tried very hard. I, I'm a smart guy. You know, I had ambition. I was in good shape. They, they already respected me. If a woman respects you, it's fine. So this is what your number one goal is. If you're saying, how do I get women to like me? Forget like. Women don't need to like you. Women don't even need to love you. If women respect you, they'll have sex with you. That is the basic underlying... Uh, so how do we provoke respect then? How does one do that? Okay. That's a guy a watching right now is like, love it. Good advice. Now, how do I do that? 
Okay, so it's exact, pretty much exactly the same. Well, I wonder if it's like a matter of... It's interesting sometimes. It's like, is it something you do or is it actually something you don't do? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like I, if you're very I, needy with the girl, it's not about necessarily doing something. It's kind of like you don't do a set of things, right? It's like you yeah. don't do a set of things and then they can respect you through that. But I'm sure it's a combination of both. It's a combination, yeah. So... For the don't do's, what you can't do is devalue yourself or your attention in any way. What, what happens now in the modern world, and I, I can tell you a million stories from webcam about this, but this is the basic dynamic, is that men's attention no longer has value. In the 1950s and 60s, if a girl got the attention of a good-looking guy, it meant something. Because how many times can she get the attention of a good-looking guy? She walks down the street, whatever. In the world of Instagram and Facebook and social media, a girl's getting blown up. So what, what does your attention have? Your attention has no value. So the way you give it value is, one, becoming a higher-value man. But another way you have to make sure your attention has value is you don't throw it away. This is what I see all the time. I get message after message from guy in the friend zone. I'm like, what? The friend zone is basically, I'm giving away all my attention without getting any sex in return. Because this is the basic dynamic. The basic dynamic is men give attention to get sex and women give sex to continue to get your attention. This is the basic, this is how it should be. The women sleep with me, otherwise I won't talk to them anymore. And I talk to the women so they'll sleep with me. This is a very basic if you break it down. So if you're throwing all your attention away without getting sex in return, what value does your attention have? Zero. And this is how you end up, because it suffers from inflation like anything else. And this is how you end up with guys who are buying presents, taking girls on holiday, doing everything for them, but their attention is so low value that it means less than one text from me after three months. Yeah, I and just I just worked with a client. We got off a, a phone call today and he was in the friend zone and he was he was very young, right? So he didn't understand. So he's like, yeah, I bought her these boots that she really liked. And then I I did this for her. And it's like... He's doing exactly what you're saying, right? He's just trying to buy this attention from her. It's never going to work. Didn't work. It didn't work. And that's it. So, so you can't do that. And the other way is how you make women respect you by, by being a person who's worthy of respect. The same way you make a man respect you. I mean, it, I, I really think that society, if society respects you, females will respect you by, by an extension. And there's lots of ways you can do that. Obviously, having money helps with that. Having a good job helps with that. Having a nice apartment, nice car obviously helps with that. Being in good shape helps with that. Being smart, being witty, all these things help. But this is the reality of life as a man is that you have to build your value. People say to me all the time, oh, yeah, Tate, you get girls. I said, I got girls because I became a kickboxing world champion. That's thousands of hours in the gym. I, didn't, I wasn't born with some magic. I'm not Ron Jeremy. I wasn't born with some tool. You know, it's like, <laughs> I had to do it myself. So you have to build it as a man. This is just the unfortunate reality. If you're, if you're not prepared to do any work at all, you're going to suffer. And this is the reality of yeah. life as a man. You have to build it. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of guys kind of go on YouTube, they'll go on blogs, internet, wherever to kind of figure out like, what's the thing to say? How do you get a girl? When really, it's asking kind of the questions that give you more superficial information yeah. that's not going to really do much. And you're talking about, we'll become a valuable man. So now that's about building more of a foundation of being an actual attractive person that's instead of trying Roosh. to copy Roosh and paste things. You know who Roosh is? Yes. Okay, Roosh. So I don't like Roosh. And the reason I don't like Roosh is this. He spent his whole life chasing pussy around the world. He never worked on himself or became a high value guy. He spent X amount of years chasing women and wrote books like he knows what he's talking about. He's now lonely and old. If he got sick, he'd lay in bed on his own without a nurse, without a wife, without children. 
He's achieved, he's even failed at women. He has no, he has no wife. He has no, nothing of genuine substance. And that's because he's not a man of genuine substance. So even if he managed to say the right things and sleep with a girl, as soon as she realized he was vapious, she disappeared. So there's no, you can't hack. You can't hack having a personality. You can't trick a girl into thinking you're something you're not. If you want a woman to really respect you, then be a man worthy of respect. It's really that simple. And on top of that, one of the easiest ways to be a man worthy of respect is to refuse to take disrespect. I see so many guys who let women disrespect them all day long. Like what? Like, what, what do you before, see women doing to men where the guy just takes it? Give us examples uh, there. All the, I think, well, I think we all agree women shit test men. And, and you have to be able to handle that and, and deal with it in a very you know conservative way. Obviously, you can't flip out and be crazy. But I've been on dates with girls where they've just pushed it too far. I've been sitting there and they're like, oh, you know, guys like you think this and blah, blah, blah. Just insulting me basically after about five minutes. I was extremely polite. I said, look, I'm sorry. You're an independent woman, so you can pay for your food. I'm interested in speaking to you any longer. I'm leaving. And when I left, I've never had a girl chase me so hard. Because it's just a man who told her to fuck you. Don't disrespect me. I'm not taking you on a meal to be disrespected. And guys take this crap from girls all the time. I see it all the time. Girls making fun of them or girls on a date or a girl talking to other guys while she has a boyfriend. I mean, I know the modern world says that's cool. To me, that's absolute disrespect. You're with me and you love me and you want to text this dude all day. And I'm going to supposed to sit here and let you. She's testing your caliber as a man. Mm -hmm. You either stand up and say, get out my house and I never want to see you again or stop texting that guy. And if you don't stand up as a man, it's only a matter of time till she sucks some other dick anyway. I mean, this is the harsh reality of the world. I've been in this game too long. I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over again. Do you have, and, do you have another example of, of disrespect? I think a whole bunch of things women do by standard nowadays are disrespect. My, my view, and this is why I'm seen as an extremist, is that my view, the only happy relationship that can possibly exist is with a man leading and a man in charge. Any other relationship is always misery. If, if someone breaks, I'll ask you a question. If you're laying in bed with your girlfriend and someone breaks in the house, who has to go downstairs and, and risk their life to defend the other? We do. So if I ask you for a cup of coffee at dinner and you want to complain, to me, I'm like, so I have to risk my life if someone breaks in here. Someone tries to rape you on the street. I'm the one who's going to die protecting your honor. But you have a problem making a cup of coffee? Like my, my view on, on, on if, if I say, so you, you think it's a, coffee, so you're, you're saying you think it's a double standard? Yeah, oh, it's absolutely a double standard. And if I said to my girl, can you make me a cup of coffee? And she said, no, I just find that extremely disrespectful. I'd say, okay, well, you're not going to make me a cup of coffee. I don't see the point in this relationship. Because authority, this is the thing. Responsibility and authority are linked. And this link has been broken. If you're responsible for someone or something, you have authority over someone or something. If you're responsible for, let's take a child, you're responsible for that child's safety. You have the authority to tell that child not to put his finger in the plug socket. How can you be responsible for something if you don't have authority over it? Captain of a ship has responsibility for that ship. So he has authority over everything on the ship because if the ship sinks, it's his fault. So if I have responsibility over a woman, I have to make sure she's taken care of, her physical needs are met. If she has financial needs, they're met. I'm a man emotionally. I'm her rock if she gets upset. I'm responsible. Now, by have, the tone of your voice, I'm not sure if you're saying you're okay with that or you're complaining about that. Well, no, I have no, I have no problem being responsible. My problem is if I'm responsible without the authority I deserve. So, if a captain is responsible for the ship, but all the shipmates told him to fuck off and didn't listen to him, why would he want to be captain? How can he possibly do his job? If I'm responsible for the girl in the relationship, then I deserve the authority that comes with it. 
I'll make sure you're fine. I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you have nice shoes if you want nice shoes. I'll give you a nice birthday presents. I'll keep you safe. I'll protect you. But if I want a cup of coffee, I expect you to make me a cup of coffee. Because with the responsibility comes authority. If you're in a relationship where you have all the responsibility but no authority at all, then you're screwed. Then what's the point? What are you adopting it for? What are you adopting the responsibility for? And this is what a lot of women try and get out of their men. They want their man to be responsible for them and all their problems, but they don't want to listen to anything. That's an unfair exchange. I'm not going to be responsible for anything without authority. If a girl won't listen to me, I don't consider myself responsible for her. And therefore, she can piss off and go be a hoe. If, you're, if I'm responsible for you, then you're going to listen to me. Responsibility and authority are absolutely linked. And, and, and that link has been broken. And that's why a lot of men are in relationships they don't understand. I have guy after guy message me saying, I don't know what to do. My girlfriend's talking to this guy. He's her friend since school. I'm like, bro, you better tell her to get out the house or stop talking to that guy. He's like, oh, but she'll, she might leave. If she chooses to text another guy over live with you, how long is it till she fucks him? <laughs> like, that's, you want to start a countdown timer? Like, it's really simple to me. And maybe because I'm so black and white with it, people think my advice won't work. But I say, look, maybe she walks out the door and you just saved yourself a whole bunch of time because it was sooner or later. That's all she was going to do anyway. If you have no authority over a woman, then then the whole thing's fucked. And that's that's my very basic view. And like I said, I've been doing this a long I've been doing this a long time. Same thing with the cam girls. As soon as they wouldn't listen to me about something, then they had to go because I don't think a relationship can work any other way without a clear leader. Name something in life that's 50 50. Anything. Name a corporation where everyone has the exact same stake. Name a name, name a, the military. Name something that functions and works 50-50. Nothing. There's always a chain of command. And if the woman's in charge, she's going to resent you. So that by default means it has to be the man. So you have to make her respect you and take charge of the relationship and, and, and keep things under control. That's that's my view of it anyway. Now you're experience. you're in Eastern Europe, right? Yeah. Okay. So would you say that a lot of your experience has come from Eastern Europe, or is this from the Western world. I think this is Western world. So girls in Eastern Europe and girls in Western Europe are a little bit different. Yeah, can you explain the, uh, the differences in personality between both? Okay, yeah. So there's this idea that if you go to Eastern Europe, it's this haven of beautiful girls and they're all so nice and submissive. Let me make it very clear, that's complete bullshit. That's not true. Maybe it was true back when they needed visas or whatever, but in the modern world, that's 0% true. Firstly, Eastern Europe is really not that poor. I live in Romania. There's a Lambo garage two miles from my house. You go to the club, it's full of people popping 20 grand in champagne. There's plenty of money here, so girls can find money. Girls don't need visas. They can travel freely. And also, Instagram has changed the game. The idea of some village girl who's a 10 who doesn't realize she's a 10, that's long gone. I've met girls from villages here with like 400 people who are sitting on 100,000 Instagram likes. So they know their value. So that whole perception can disappear. The difference between Western and Eastern European women is this. Western women are easier to sleep with. The idea that Eastern European girls are going to bang you because you're an American with 20 bucks is a complete lie. Western women are far easier to sleep with. Eastern European women are harder to sleep with. But Eastern European women in general are more loyal. So they're harder nuts to crack. But if you get them, they're more likely to stay with you and be girlfriend material. Whereas Western women, you can bang after a bar crawl, but she ain't worth shit. So this this is a very generalized view but in general, if you want, I say this all the time. People say to me, because I've been to 72 countries, they say, where's the easiest place to get laid? I say, Northern England. Go to Manchester or, or Newcastle, Northern England. You, you'd have to try very hard to not fuck something. Why, why is that? Because, because they just have no values and they drink too much. And they just get obliterated drunk and they have very little standards for themselves. 
And they're just the whole, they bought into the whole feminist Western lie. And they're completely prepared to, to bang a bunch of dudes because they think it's normal. Whereas in Eastern Europe, women don't want to be seen that way. I mean, if a woman here decides she wants to be a hoe, she's going to go be a professional hoe. She ain't going to be a hoe in the club for free. She's going to be in a strip club somewhere and you're going to pay a lot of money. If an Eastern European girl's smart enough to go, well, if I'm going to be a slut, there's some money in this game. I, I'm going to do it for free. And you live you know? in you live in Eastern Europe now, and you're you have no plans on moving back to America. Zero. I would never live in America ever again. So you're done. I didn't move here for girls. I moved here for other reasons. But uh, I would never live in the Western world ever again. I think the Western world is in decline, and I think it's the end of an empire. And it's smarter to just stay out here. That's what I believe. Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk about game for a second. Yeah. How do you think game has changed in the past five, seven years? I think Instagram is the number one thing that nobody talks about in the dating space and how it's completely changed everything. It's globalized the sexual dating market. If you were a beautiful girl from Moldova 10 years ago, you were trying to get the most desired guy in your town in Moldova. If you're a beautiful girl from Moldova now, you're on a yacht in Dubai because some sheikh has inboxed you because you have a quarter of a million followers. The whole, the whole social marketplace has been globalized to the point where anyone who's genuinely a nine or a 10, you can look at these girls and you look and you see the, their travel schedule. You're talking about a million dollars a year, the place these girls are going. They got a job and it's easy for everyone to go, oh, they're prostitutes. You know what? In my experience, and I have extensive experience with many of these girls, they're not prostitutes. They just get fucking irresistible offers. Hey, do you want to come to buy? No, I don't want to be left with you. It's creepy. Okay, bring five of your friends. Here's a hotel room. Here's a return flight so you know you can get home, okay? Here's a rental car. We'll meet for dinner on one of the days. Maybe we'll get along. Maybe we won't. These shakes will blow 30 grand and, and fly her and all her friends out just to see. And then they'll have one date and then they don't get along. And these they don't care. The money being thrown around at these chicks, it doesn't matter to them. So these girls at that kind of level, I mean, I was in, I was in, like I said, I live in Romania, next door is Moldova, it's the poorest country in Europe. I know girls there who are traveling the entire world. Instagram has changed the game and it's changed it to a point where the idea of some 10 who's like humble and, and doesn't really know her own value and just wants a nice man, that is long gone. These girls know you're exactly- because they can, You're saying because they can get the attention on Instagram? Because Yeah, because they get unlimited attention on Instagram. So I'll tell you my girl's Instagram right now. You can go to Cobra MFC, at Cobra MFC. She has 65,000 followers. Her Instagram is on my phone. She gets a message every three to four minutes, all day, every day. Yeah. From verified Instagrams, NFL stars, NBA players, singers in Mexico no one's ever heard of. Wow. But like it's, it's, it's nonstop. Now she's with me because she loves me, but my point is this. If you're a single girl nowadays, your choice, it's the same as anything, bro. If you go into the and go into the supermarket and I give you a hundred flavors of yogurt to choose between, you're gonna be picky. Like I get to have one of these hundred. Hmm, what's this one? What's that one? Hmm, what's this one? It's just how it goes. Instagram has made the whole game. But what about for the women who are not on Instagram? The ones that are still attractive and not on Instagram. Does that exist? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I, I mean, it's a good question. I met a lot of pretty girls, and the real pretty ones. Have I ever met one who's not got Instagram? I maybe one, maybe one, maybe two. And and I was recruiting for a webcam company, bro. I was talking to I was talking to thirty, forty girls a week, like every every chicks on there because it's fun for them. 
They just get blown up all day long. It's validation. It's instant validation for for these women. So, I mean, if you're if you're an average looking girl, maybe not. But if you're if you're a ten, you're on Instagram. You're, why would you not be? I mean, it can change your entire life. Like it's, it's the why would you not be on Instagram? So, I mean, this the Instagram's changed the game. So, from a game perspective, it's become a lot harder. And in many ways, Instagram can be your best harder. Friend. Harder how? Because I think that the idea that you're going to walk through life and stumble on a beautiful girl has has disappeared. So I see this all the time on Twitter. I see all these game guys saying, day game guys. I met a, a nine at the mall and I day gamed her, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you a fact of life. You're not meeting a nine at the mall in Milwaukee, bro. It, it, the, nine <laughs> is in, the, the nine's in a helicopter in Singapore. The nine's on a boat in Dubai. The nine's with the Miami Dolphins players in a Lamborghini. The nines got swooped up long ago by the global marketplace. Like you may think she's a nine, but she's a five or a six. You just don't understand the genuine scale of, of females. Beautiful females are not as accessible as they were. So, then, so what's a, what's a guy to do? Well, this is it. Beautiful females aren't going to the normal dive bar and just waiting for a dude to talk to them. Like why would they? They can just if they want a date any day of the week. They load up their Instagram profile. They see who's messaged them with a blue tick or who's messaged with a bunch of followers or who messaged them with a profile that looks interesting. And they can get their date. Or even if they don't want a date, even if they just want to, even if they're just a bit sad and want some validation, they can just reply to a few dudes. It's it's changed everything. So I teach my guys all the time, look, your Instagram profile is probably the easiest way to get laid today. Instagram's the ultimate dating tool. Even if you haven't got an interesting life, if you take cool pictures and you take a lot in a few different places, make it look like you travel, you know, even if you cheat and buy followers, who gives a shit? Make yourself look like an interesting person. You'll talk to more girls through Instagram DMs than you ever will in a career of day game. So this you're saying if you have an if you have a cool looking Instagram and you just do enough DMs, it should work. I mean, but what about your girlfriend? You're saying who gets messaged every three minutes? How are you supposed to? Even if you have a cool Instagram, there's a ton of guys who have cool Instagrams. How would you break well, through that? Well, this is the thing: women live on Instagram. Have you ever seen a girl? On holiday, all she does is take a thousand photos for her Instagram and sit there and scroll up and down. They read everything. They may not reply, but they read it. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like obviously you don't have day game. I'm obviously saying you can't meet girls other places. Obviously, you need to have good game because if you meet them in person, you need to be interesting, funny. All those things need to happen. I'm just saying people ask me all the time, like, oh, Tate, what's the remaining like for day game? I was like, there's no day game here. Like I, the the beautiful girls in Bucharest are with mob bosses and exclusive clubs. You're not going to get in. Like you're not walking the streets and running into a ten anywhere in the world nowadays. I really don't think it happens like that anymore. I think, and I think Instagram is what killed it. The reason I'm mentioning Instagram is it's accelerated the process of women just, you know, disappearing. They only they go to the airport. They go where they want to go. And 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 the idea that they're they're on a table somewhere. You know, you go into the clubs in Dubai. I was I was just recently in White. I spent ten thousand dollars on that table. And 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 the people next to me spent ten thousand. People next to me spent ten thousand. And the girls on my table, no one else could really get to, and I couldn't get to theirs. It's all sectioned off, and it's just how the way the game's kind of changing. It's just the way the world is, and women are a valuable commodity. Beauty. This is the thing. Beauty is a commodity. They, it's not fair that. But it's always been a commodity. But it's always been a commodity. So I see this all the time from like red pill guys. They'll say like, oh. You know, a billionaire is dating some 19-year-old bimbo. I said, well, I'll tell you I'll tell you what, that 19-year-old bimbo is just as valuable as that billionaire. It may not be fair. She may have got it easy, and we may not like to admit it, but she got the genetic gifts that make her just as valuable as Mr. Rich Guy. 
And this is the reality of, of, the, of the world. So beauty is absolutely a commodity. And, and for every commodity, there has to be an exchange. What can you offer in exchange? I mean, I have a, on corporatetech.com, I have a course and I teach everything I know about girls from start to finish, everything I know about game. And it will help. But if you're a low value man, it can only help. You're not banging Claudia Schiffer or fucking whoever. Is this your PhD program? PhD program, that's right. You and want to talk a little bit about that? So yeah, on corporatetech.com, I have my PhD program. And that is a uh, PhD is a pimp and hose degree that I'm... Um, Clever. And that, Clever. That, that, that teaches basically how I got girls how I met girls, how I got girls to like me, how I got girls to fall in love with me to work on webcam for me. Because that's what I did. That was my, my MO was find girls, make them love me and make them work for me. And that's how I got rich. So that teaches everything I know from start to finish about not only getting girls, not only obtaining them, but retaining them. Because that's a completely different game as well. Mm -hmm. So I teach everything I know in there. But even since, even since I started my cam company four or five years ago, the game's changed, man, with this Instagram thing. It's it's really crazy. It's it's crazy how how much that's changed the dating marketplace. Do you consider yourself a, a P-way? No. No. Because I was no, because I my primary self-focus as a as a person has always been absolutely selfish. I was a fighter and I wanted to be the best fighter. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be smart. I, I wanted everything for me. Girls came because of that. Yeah. And I've always had girls, and I am very good with girls. But I never thought of myself as a guy who gets girl. That was not, that was my mo. Like that was never what it was about. I always had a bigger goal or objective. And it's, I, it I sounds like, in the way you're saying it, I kind of like this. Is like you're saying, a PUA might be considered someone who's trying really hard. Well, PUA, PUA I, I have a problem with PUAs. And my P, oh, my okay, problem, what's your problem? My problem with PUAs is this: they always say, I, I don't know about on i only know my my experience with the twitter world but in twitter all the pa puas are saying i am the prize i don't know that's something that's said a lot well if, if if you are the prize why are you the one who's walking around the mall going up to every girl you see you're the prize why is nothing coming to you why are you dedicating your life and time chasing around girls half of them reject you i thought you were a prize well, a prize, well so that's a good that leads to an interesting question how do you get women to come to you. You can't just sit in your house and be valuable. Right. You can't just sit no. there and be like, I hope they knock on the door. I'm valuable. Right? Oh. So how would you be able to put yourself in opportunities to meet them? Like what would you what would you suggest? No, I absolutely agree. And and that's why as a man, I've always said this all the time. I say if you're living a life of purpose and you're getting your stuff done, you're going to meet you're going to see beautiful girls on I wouldn't say accident. You're going to run into girls. You can see a girl in Starbucks. You'll see a girl fucking I don't know, or McDonald's, whatever. And if you're a, if you've got enough game, you can go say hello. Absolutely, yes. But I think that's completely different than dedicating, you know, blocking off a week of your life to walk around in circles. I think that's a different thing. I'll uh, no, because I'll approach any beautiful girl I see. Well, what about the guys? What about, so? What about guys who want to practice? Who are really shy? Right, the guys who are really shy. Yeah, they could be doing valuable things or becoming a more valuable guy. But I don't know if that's going to translate to be to them being able to go up and start a conversation. So how do you feel about the idea of practice or doing a lot of approaches and cold approaches hey, practice, to practice get the practice down? I mean, I guess every point is nuanced. Practice is a good thing. And absolutely, if a guy wants to take a couple of days out of his life to do day game, it's not going to hurt him at all. My point is that if you end up like Roosh, where it's your only sole focus in life, got it. you end up a loser because he's never dedicated himself to anything else. Yeah. What, I mean, what has Roosh succeeded at? He's failed financially. He's failed from, from a family perspective. He's failed even with women. He doesn't even have a woman at the end of it. 
Because my my goal, my although I've had a lot of girls, my understanding is very simple. The end goal, everyone wants a, a girl who's fiercely loyal to them. I mean, fucking girls is fun. But if I go to jail, I want a girl who's waiting for me. If I get sick, I want a girl who comes and nurses me in bed. If I want kids, I want a girl who's going to be proud of her husband and proud of the children she's raising. I mean, banging hoes is fine. But there comes a point where you're going to want something more than that. So if you're going to truly succeed with women, you need to be, okay, sleep with a lot of them. But you also need to get that deeper connection with women where it gets to the point where you can say, you know what, babe, I'm going to jail six years to lock me up. And she'll visit every week. That's what every man truly, really wants, I'd like to think, at least. Loyalty and, is what you're saying. Yeah, loyalty. Because what if a woman's not loyal to you, what other value does she have? What value is a non-loyal woman? And this is a genuine question. You're fucking some girl, she's fucking someone else. Like, what value is she? Sex? Is that it? Like, like, are you so desperate that you have to bang something that everyone else bangs? Without loyalty, a woman's worth absolutely nothing. Whereas me, I can, I have, I'm not loyal to my girlfriend. She knows I fuck other girls, and she's still loyal to me because I provide value beyond that. I don't have to give sexual exclusivity to be a, a valuable man. I'm valuable no matter who I bang. A woman needs to give loyalty, or she has no value at all. So that's my number one goal from a woman. All I want is loyalty. I'm uninterested in nearly anything else. I don't care how pretty you are, how much you cook, clean, how nice you are. If you're not going to be loyal to me when times get tough, then you ain't worth shit. And this is the reality of the world now. As a man, I say this all the time. The only reason I slept with so many girls is to find the good girl. I, I never wanted to be a pickup artist who wanted to sleep with lots of girls. I was never a particularly freaky dude who thought, oh, I want to sleep with a thousand girls. I didn't care. My view is very simple. If I told you to, to find the best apple you could, you need to go bite a lot of apples. If you bite three apples, what's your odds of getting a fantastic apple as opposed to the guy who's bought a, th bought, bought a thousand? So I say this all the time to guys. They say, oh, I just want to be happily married. I say, if you want to be happily married, you better become a player first. You better tear through some chicks. You better learn how to deal with shit tests. You better get over some, you better go through so many breakups. My friend, I've been through, through so many breakups. They don't even cross my, I can break up with you. I can break up with a chick. I, I forget 10 seconds. Like you got to go through so much shit that you become so anti-immune to it that you're an expert in the game. And then you're going to have a girl who's a solid nine or a 10 who will ignore all the famous people, who will be loyal to you even though you're not physically loyal to her, who will obey you, who will cook, who will clean, who will do as you say, who will let you lead. Like, but you're never going to get there unless you tear through a whole bunch of girls. This is the reality of the world we live in now. So my whole idea, the whole benefit of being a player is to be excellent at the next stage. That's kind of how I see it. And I don't think a lot of players see it that way. Because eventually you're going to want family and kids. I mean, maybe you won't, but I do. I mean, I want to pass on my genes. I want sons. I want people like me. So the whole point of being a player is just to level up so that when it gets to the marriage shit, I know for a fact, friend, and you can call me naive. If I go jail, my girl ain't leaving. I know if I marry her, she won't divorce me. I'm never going to get divorce raped. She's never going to leave me. Like I, I, I know because I know this game and I know how I know that when you have a woman's soul completely locked, that's it. It's done. But it's, it's getting there, and that takes experience. And this is the reality of it. You're not going to be able to work that out after one or two chicks. It's going to take a whole yeah, bunch of... It takes of a while. It takes a while. Yeah. I called it... I call it being in, a, in a, an abundance, having the abundant mindset. You can only really get the abundant mindset through actual abundance and going through <laughs> and dating well, lots of women. Yeah, how else are you going to have it? How are you going to have the... It's I'm tough. Full, it's it's I'm tough. Stomach when you're starving. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's the only way to really do it.
Andrew, this is awesome, dude. Thanks for being here. And uh, I really, I like a lot of the stuff you said today. And it was, uh, it was just a really interesting interview to hear your, your viewpoints. And obviously you have a very different perspective because you live somewhere different and you've had a lot of experiences. So this is really cool. Will you do me a favor? Tell the guys who are watching or interested of learning more and want to learn from you where they can find your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to cobratate.com, there's a lot of different things on there. I teach about how to make money. I teach about everything from networking, body language, everything you can think of. But my PhD course on there as well teaches a lot about girls. It's basically 10 hours of me explaining everything I know from start to finish from my career of a, as a webcam pimp, I guess. So uh, I learned a lot. PhD. PhD, that's right. <laughs> nice, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here. Uh, guys, check them out. And Andrew, maybe we'll have you back. I, I don't do many double interviews, but this was some good stuff. So maybe we'll have you back. Thank you, bro. Thanks. Thanks.